What's going on, ladies and gents? This is Chris Merriman. You're currently watching or listening to New York City Meets Bama. I'm here with your other host. Katerina Fink. Inside this podcast series, we're going to be bringing other like-minded individuals, entrepreneurs, businessmen and women, and power couples to you the same way Katerina and I met across the nation. The same way we're going to go track down these individuals and bring everything they've got to offer to you. So don't get used to this background being the same because we're going to be bringing you with us in all of our travels that we're going to. Yep. And we will today, for our first episode, go over background, who we are, how we met, and... We all know being an entrepreneur is hard. It comes with lots of mental challenges and confidence struggles. For me, I dealt with imposter syndrome and found that talking to someone has helped me find myself and strengthen my confidence. It can be difficult to navigate it on your own. Now, because of professional therapists, you don't have to. And that's why I'm excited to tell you about today's sponsor, BetterHelp. BetterHelp can give you tools to approach your life in a very different way. No matter where you are, you can talk to a professional therapist that fits your unique needs and an affordable cost. Just fill out a few questions and BetterHelp can match you to a professional therapist in just days. Put yourself first and use BetterHelp services today and you will receive 10% off your first month of BetterHelp. Use the link in the description below this show. You deserve to be happy too. Use the link betterhelp.com slash NYC meets Bama. Again, betterhelp, H-E-L-P slash NYC meets Bama. BetterHelp wants all of you to be as successful as possible and help you reach your fullest potential. Connect with the therapist today. Chris, would you like to start? Yeah, so uh, I'm a real estate investor in Huntsville, Alabama. I take non-performing assets and turn them into performing assets in a simple manner. That's my business background. Other than that, I'm a country boy and redneck raised here in Bama, and it's hard to get that out of me. Somehow, I ended up with a beautiful woman from New York City, which I was able to drag down to BFE, Alabama. So you're going to get to hear a lot of stories about that, <laughs> about our personal life. But uh, Katerina, why don't you introduce yourself? My name is Katerina Fink, and I grew up in Connecticut, but went to school in New York, so that's why he keeps calling me the New York girl. And I grew up with a family of three sets of twins, so I had a lot of chaos in the house, and my dad was an entrepreneur as well, so I am just kind of attracted to that nature, and that's how I met Chris, but we'll get into that later. But I went to school at the Fashion Institute of Technology, and I studied advertising, marketing, communications. I actually don't know much about fashion, but I know a lot of companies in fashion. So I could talk about it, but I didn't study fashion. And I am really into cooking. Chris loves my cooking, right, Chris? Oh, yeah. And I also am very active. I'm trying to get into understanding my body and your flow. Being the it girl that everyone talks about on social media. Yeah, what's that new book you're reading right now? In the Flow. For every woman out there, read In the <laughs> Flow. You'll understand your body completely. It's awesome. Chris <laughs> loves that I talk about it, right, Chris? Oh, yeah, yeah. All the new seeds and stuff that I'm eating in my diet, I hope my flow is going to be perfect, too. <laughs> so that's a little bit about me. I moved from Connecticut to Alabama to be with Chris, and we'll get into that now. Yeah, so I started traveling about once 
a week, I say that, one week out of every month that for the past year and a half now for educational purposes to grow the business. During those travels, I met Katarina at an event and uh, decided I was going to marry that girl. So I've been working at that for some time now. In that moment, you thought that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you got on stage. I was like, that's the one. (laughs) So he was at my dad's event. So that's how we met. I was on stage pitching a social media package that I had at the time. And I just remember him walking through the door and everyone was like, oh, my God, he's so cute. Isn't he so cute, Kat? And I was like, yeah, he's cute. And it's because he was younger and we don't really get that many young people in that event so everyone was like oh my god he's young he's cute we will check if he's single and i was like okay thanks yeah and at that time i was not single so that's what uh, added this progression of me <laughs> trying to get to cat so i think it was another three months maybe two months before my girlfriend at the time and i broke up then i could start pursuing cat while she violently ran away from me <laughs> okay no that's not how it went so i pitched my package and then i go back to the back of the room and he comes up to me with $800 in cash ready to buy my package. I didn't know what it was, but I was buying it. <laughs> because he knew that he could be in the room with me by ourselves. Yeah, that's actually what I asked somebody else that was, a uh, you know, I was new to the group, but somebody else to the group had uh, been around Katarina and was a part of this program that she was selling. I said, so what's the process to buy? And they said, you go back there and you'll hear about it. And said so that room, I was like, alone with her in that room? Got it. Here's the money. Let's do this. yep so we went in the back of the room I was all like business oriented at that moment and I was like okay how am I gonna pitch it to him because he was the first person I was pitching I was like okay like what am I gonna say all nervous about that part not that nervous that oh she was bad nervous yeah I was so nervous (laughs) not because of him but because of the package and so then I was rambling so fast about what he would get like what the cost was. And all of a sudden he cuts me off and he's like, I don't really care. Let's just talk about you. Like, let me tell me about you. Yeah. So, you know, I could see that she was struggling a little bit and I was just there to learn more about her. And, uh, you know, the package was good for me at the time. It was social media marketing training, which I still suck at. But, you know, the package was good. What you sold, a lot of people got that stuff out of it. I was just staring at you the whole time. (laughs) So then when that interaction was over, I was sweating like crazy. So I went to the bathroom, I came back and he was loving life with my family. Everyone (laughs) was in love with him. And it felt like my parents already adopted him and I was so confused. So a few simple steps for you gents out there. Always look at their mother. (laughs) So she thought I was just hanging out with her family, but really I was learning all the ins and outs of her life and who she was and her personality type and things like that, right? So I don't know if anybody on here has heard about what a DISC personality type or a test is. But it breaks down all the people of the world into four different personality types. And uh, I'm a D personality type, right? So I knew who I was congruent with. So I was trying to identify who she was and how her family acted and like their whole atmosphere and dynamic. And uh, I started loving it. And I love her whole family now. And that was uh, a drawing point to know how she was raised. So that's what actually was going on whenever I was hanging out with your brothers and trying to go to dinner with everybody. Oh, okay. <laughs> so then... We obviously weren't like talking or anything because he had a girlfriend, but we were talking professionally because he signed up for the social media package, which he never came to anything. (laughs) He bought it and I would text him like, 
are you going to come to the Zoom call? Like, it started. Oh, yeah, that was another thing. Whenever you were trying to sign me up, I made sure to get your phone number put inside my phone. That way I could reach out to you. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, You were, like, trying to get me to do it through your email. I was like, yeah, just give me your number. I was like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so then he had a girlfriend. So then once he broke up with his girlfriend, it was the next event. My dad's events happen every three months. And so everyone comes to the event and participates. And I was there, but I brought a boy this time. Mm-hmm. And then Chris was there, and he broke up with his girlfriend at that point, and he was staring at me. I felt the tension so much. <laughs> I swear I was not staring. She just could feel the tension. I think everybody just like knew, but nobody knew how to say anything because there was no actual relationship or anything. Because right, because I hadn't reached out to this girl at the time or nothing of that nature because I had a girlfriend, right? So I was still very loyal until that fully wrapped up. So once that was over, this was the next event. This was my time to rekindle things and create some sort of bond. And she's got a guy with her. Was yeah. that the Vegas event? Or? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, and he, no one knew that this guy was going to be there. And oh. so he was just not having it. What did you even think in that moment? I got to figure out how to get rid of this guy. That was like the start of my nine-year plan to, to get you. Mm. <laughs> Crazy. Ugh. So then that happened, then that ended, and then I had a boyfriend at the time, a new guy. I know. I was going through a crisis. I don't know. But I brought a new guy to the next event, and this was, what, February? I have no idea. I think it was Something February. Like that. So then Chris still was, like, staring at me. He came and introduced himself to the guy, and I was like, Yeah, I was Hi. getting tired of these scenarios. I was like, that's it. I'm about to just powerhouse my way through this, right? So, like, if you break down men, you know, this is one of the other systems designed, targeted towards men, but you've got beta males, sigma males, and alpha males, right? So, I'm I'm more of a sigma most of the time. I'm passive and just sort of going to let everything play out, and I just hold my strength right there with my core group. But at this point, I was having to get a little more aggressive and push my way in to make sure she knew what I was attempting to do and where I was coming from. Yeah, that's how it went. It was very weird for me. I was completely uncomfortable. And then I broke up with him, and then I was like, oh, Chris is cute. Like, maybe there could be something there. But, again, he was my student. He was my dad's student. I didn't really want to. Oh, nobody was okay with this dynamic first. They can say what they want. Well, I say that. Your mom was fine with it. Your dad, because I was his student at the time, he was not okay with this dynamic because he saw it inching forward at that point, right? Oh, really? Oh, yeah. You don't think he was okay with it? No. No, we should bring him on to ask him, like, from his point of view, how this was playing out. But, no, I'm telling you, he was not okay. He was very distraught. He's like, you know, I'm making some money off that kid. Don't don't screw it up. You know? Yeah. But then went to the DR. Mm-hmm. So then my dad had a summit where everyone who got signed up within the last, like, six months go. And there's, like, ten students. And it's very pretty like we stayed at a villa had a private chef was on the beach it's awesome and i'm the daughter so i got to go for free and i was just there hanging out with my mom and chris would not open up you did not open up for a while i was like this guy is so fucking boring i was so like she says i was locked up but really i was still analyzing her for the most part and uh before i opened up and tried to move any kind of way because right we're trapped all together inside this villa once it's awkward it's like you're stuck there for now like 10 days together trying to figure out how to fix this so it was a gentle progression of me understanding who she was what she liked and how to mingle into this 
And, you know, a few drinks helped. Yeah. <laughs> he needed his liquid courage. I need to get some drinks in her, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. So then the last night I spoke to him about a guy that I was like seeing. I went on one date with him. It was cool. And she was trying to friend zone me for all the guys out there listening. If you've been through this, you know exactly what was happening. Yeah. So fix that whenever it's happening. <laughs> yes, I was friend zoning him, but he seemed like you were friend zoning me too. Yeah, that's that's the process. Somebody has to establish the hierarchy, and most of the time at a bar or something, it's the woman, what's referred to as a shit test. She's shit testing the guy to establish that friend zone and or potential to be a boyfriend girlfriend type you know scenario. Yeah, I did. Okay, well, <laughs> so I was just talking to him about this guy, and then he was like, "No." So that was the day before we. It was the last day. And then the last, last day, I was like, yeah, he's not answering. I don't know if I'm into him. And you're like, oh, so is he like in or not in? And I was like, nah. Because I, at that point, I was like, <laughs> oh, definitely yeah. flirting with me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's missing out a few pieces because, you know, we started playing. They got board games and stuff, and we play and party all night after we get done with our training for the day. And that's where we learn a lot of our stuff is, you know, inside the hot tub. And uh, we were playing, was it Shuffleboard? That was called? Yeah. It's like a, a table that's got sand on it. You push these little pucks down, Shuffleboard, right? But she gets a couple drinks in her, and a few times she rubs her hand on my back, which is obvious cue. Like, if, <laughs> if a girl does that to you at a bar, it's pretty obvious, guys. Like, move in. <laughs> so she gave me full opportunity there, and I took advantage of it. But Yeah, so then he was like, tell me about you. And then just like, he was really fucked up at that point. Oh, uh, I remember yeah. the first night. Wow. I could barely speak English. Most of it was just me smiling and going, yeah, girl. <laughs> yeah. So then I stayed in like a little hut across the street. So he walked me there. And I, oh, do you remember before we even walked over? I was like, I'm not having sex with you. Oh, yeah. She just flat out said that. I don't remember my response because I was still trying to form words with my t- My tongue was numb. I was like bad off. What she doesn't know about that, after I walked her to the hut, which is like, it's like an eighth of a mile, right? Nowhere. And then on my way back, it's all pavement roads. I get lost. It's like, it's just ferns and pavement, and it looks like a maze to me all of a sudden. And I get trapped out there for like 30 minutes trying to get back to the villa. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah, so we kissed, and then I was like, we're not having sex. Because like, I didn't know. He was like, all flirty. I didn't know what he wanted. He's a boy. Yeah. And I had my own room, so I was like, that is not happening. And which is good, that's how it's laid out. Because if she would have that first night, one with me being extremely intoxicated and multiple other reasons that you know we shouldn't have because we didn't know each other well enough, I mean, her would not be together today. Like, that was an important thing for me that she did push off from me for a long-term relationship, right? If it's just a hookup, whatever. But it, this was uh, that's not what I was searching for. Yeah. So then he walks me, and I just kiss him goodbye, and then he gets lost. And then the next day we leave. So then we leave. Everyone goes home. Like we leave the island. So we're heading back to the States. Yeah. And so everyone goes home and we're Snapchatting. And I'm like, eh, I'm nervous. I don't know how this is going to end. I don't want to screw it up. So I ended it with like three days after. Yeah. And part of that was my fault because I was like, I don't know if the word's clingy or overbearing because I was communicating too freely. Right. So if, some, if a girl's texting you or something and it takes her an hour to respond, it should take you an hour to respond, right? You got to balance that because that's really the standard that they're setting and that you don't want to be the one pushing that hard because then if they know you can have you, right, then they're going to push you away, which is exactly what happened. I was Snapchatting her constantly and we're talking because I thought all was good whenever we left the island. 
but as soon as we were apart for a minute, that changed quick. Yeah, I didn't know what I wanted, but I knew that there was something there, but I didn't want to date and then all of a sudden break up and then ruin it. So I just said, sorry, like, I just don't want anything bad in between us. You're my dad's student. And once again, friends owned me. Yeah, so I friends (laughs) owned him. And then we, what happened after that? When did we talk again? Was it another event? Oh, yeah. So then we were just friends. And then I didn't really go to any of my dad's events that summer. And then the next October, November, we went to DR again. And I had in my head, I was like, I'm better now. Like, I know what I want. He seems like a good guy. I should give him another chance. And everyone knew that he had a crush on me. So (laughs) I kind of was like, yeah, like, I'll try again. Like, I know that. He'll be into it too. So, yeah. <laughs> so I stayed at the villa one extra week before he did. So I was already prepared. Like I was ready for his arrival. And then he gets there and I turn on the flirt right away. Immediately. <laughs> I was like, I was so confused. Right, We haven't talked in like two or three months, like at all. Yeah. No communication at all, except for maybe I liked a couple of your Instagram. But no, one time, yeah, I, I did a deadlifting video and you said something to me on it. Like something really basic in between that whole time period. For like six months. Yeah, that was it. And then at that time, I'd realized what had already happened. So I just cut that conversation really short and didn't follow up with it. Because I knew for me to fix this or to get the goal that I was after, I needed to be in person with her and finish this out. (laughs) Girls, always keep connection on social media. It makes a difference. No, does it? You remembered. (laughs) I didn't even remember that. Yeah. But yeah, that was the second DR trip. How did that all end up? So then the first day, I think we kissed and then we basically were treating each other like we were dating the entire time. And it was five days we were there. And then like, yeah, then there was other emotions to cipher through like, hey, is this just because we got to hang out for 10 days or five days in paradise? Like, is that what's going on here? Because it was just amazing. And we were together. Or is this is this actually a bond that we're building because we're two compatible people and we want something more? cute um yeah so that was hard to navigate and then it was also like are we doing pda in front of all these people that are my dad's students like should we tell my dad like what do we tell people your dad was more comfortable at this point this point he was like supportive right he'd like went through inside his head realized that i was very congruent and and i I wasn't gonna flip out and you know i wasn't emotional nutcase of any sort right so he's like y'all just do what you want to just keep it private yeah and then at the time I had a job that was international. So I was traveling nonstop and I actually took off to attend this event. And that what started our next separation was she was out of the country, like well, constantly. Let's hold on. So then I was home. My mom was sick. So I was home for another two weeks and I was in Connecticut and he came to visit me in Connecticut, like literally flew from Alabama to Connecticut. Is that when you took me to New York City? When did that happen? No, so then at the time I was living in Jersey. So that was, so he came to Connecticut, then he flew home, then flew to Vegas because he had another event there and then came back and stayed in Jersey with me. And then we went to New York City and then that was like our first official date. And he opened up to me so much. I found out so much information about him. I found out how smart he was. I was like, ooh, tell me more. (laughs) It was awesome. And yeah, then I fell in love. And then... Well, she's missing a piece of that because we fell in love, 
But then directly after that event, you like stonewalled me again. Yeah. So then I was getting in my head and I was like, I can't have this job if I have a boyfriend. Like, how is this going to work? And then I was like, I don't know like what I want. I don't want to ruin this. I don't want to hurt him. It was my emotions were going insane. Yeah, how did we end up working through that? Like we, oh yeah, eventually we were able to rekindle anything at the next event, and then yeah. So then, <laughs> wait, there's more. So then we stopped talking, and then I quit my job, and he goes on a cruise with my parents, and for another business event, and I wasn't there, but I Facetime my mom every day. My mom is my best best friend. Mine too. <laughs> you mean my mom is your best friend? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so then we. FaceTime and he's right there every time I FaceTime my mom and I was like oh he's taking care of my mom like that's so sweet so my mom had cancer for three years battling it on and off and at the time she was taking a lot of vitamins and different minerals and stuff that actually someone in Chris's family gave to us so he knew like what everything was and what she needed so he was taking care of her making sure she had all her vitamins and everything which was meant everything to me and then I kind of like slid into his dms and I was like hey like how is everything so that that's whenever as a guy you know the tables have turned right you fixed the hierarchy scenario whenever they're reaching out (laughs) yes yeah I was like fuck did I fuck this up like I don't know what to do like think about whenever we left the dr the first time and I was Snapchatting you constantly, and then you pushed me away. If I would have just stayed on you all the time like that, this probably wouldn't even be right now. Because you would have just you thought of me as somebody that you could have at any time, like a simp, yeah, yeah. pretty much. You know, yeah. like you could control me, and that's not who you're after. Because instinctually, you know, you want a man who can produce and protect and all that stuff, right? Like that's that's what all women want. So being that simp or beta male where you're constantly chasing after them like that is typically not going to be productive because you're not serving what their instincts want naturally. Like they know what they want internally, whether they show you that or go the opposite way because they're testing you most of the time, you have to decipher through that as a guy. Yeah, that's true. But I knew what I wanted and I was like, I'm not going to let anything in between us now. Like I know that he's the one, he's what I want and I'm going to go for it. If the worst that would happen is that he says, no, I'm not interested. Like, okay, then I know, but I'm not going to not go after it because I'm scared. So I reached out and I was like, are you going to next event? And the next event was in Orlando and it was Valentine's Day. And then at that point on, we talked on the phone every single day. We were like super flirty. He was calling me babe. Like it went from zero to 10 in a week. Yeah, because you got to. So this whole time period you guys just heard was over what, a year and a half? Yeah. Yeah. So this was not a fast process like. And this is common for these strong relationships to take that kind of time. Like, I think my brother and his wife of 18 years now, it took him two and a half years or something courting like this to finally get it. Because she really? was, a, yeah, she was in a long term relationship before that. And he decided that was going to be his wife. All right. So that's like where we get that mentality from. It's just uh, almost bred into us at this point. Yep. And so then we were in Orlando and it was Valentine's Day. And like at that point, we knew that we were going to start dating, like at least try and like, yeah, she had pretty much given me the signs that she was done with this wishy-washy stuff and that I was going to disappear if this kept happening, which wasn't true, right? Because I knew she was still young. I'm 25. She was younger, so I, I knew there was still time. Like, you're not 
people change and adapt as time goes on, right? I still loved her core values. So I was still interested whether she knew that or not. I'd just been able to turn the tables and change out the hierarchy where I was controlling the situation now. Really? I didn't know that. So if I waited, you still would have wanted me? Oh, yeah. I wasn't going away. Unless you, you like, turn into... <laughs> unless you turn into, like, a different person where your core values start changing, right? Yeah. That's normally not something that happens fast and violent. It's, it's something that's, you know, slow and life forces you to change, so... I was able to watch that over this year and a half, and you stayed consistently the same person at your core that I wanted. So back to where we meet up. You know, now we're courting. We're not dating because nobody asked anybody out on this trip to Orlando, but it's Valentine's Day. Oh yeah, <laughs> Valentine's. Oh yeah. So. So I, I'll talk about my point of view in the beginning. Absolutely. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> so I knew that he was going to get there the same day I was getting there. We went to Disney for dinner, and then we. We're about to leave, and I was like, hey, have you gotten to the hotel yet? Like, what room number are you? Do you want to meet up with us? And he's like, yeah, I'm not feeling too good, but you should come to my room. <laughs> Do you want to explain why you weren't feeling good? I will, but you just keep going. <laughs> so then I didn't know what to expect. At first, I was like, yeah, like, it's Valentine's Day, but we're not dating. Like, he won't get me anything. And then someone that works for my dad was like, are you kidding, Cap? Like, of course he's going to have something. He told you to meet him in his room. He has something set up. And then I was like, oh, he does? Like, I was getting super excited. And then I was like, shit, what if, like, he's wrong and he doesn't? I just had my hopes given up. Like, what? So I was really nervous. I didn't know what to expect. And then I go into the room. And it's, like, 930 at night. And I knock on his door. I go in. And he just comes up to me right away and we hug and like we haven't seen each other obviously in like four months at that point. And it was just really beautiful. And like, I was just like, oh my God, I love him. So then we kiss and then we just are like, I missed you. Well, yeah. So she looks at me and says, so did you set all this up? And then because I earlier into the day, I had called them saying, hey, I don't know if I'm going to make it. I just passed out. I texted her saying that because uh, I wouldn't. I thought I was going to the hospital at that time on my end. But then she gets there, I do all the stuff, I set it up, she loves it, and she goes, oh my gosh, so that stuff earlier was just an excuse, so you had time to set this up? And I was like, no, I'm dying, I'm going to the hospital. <laughs> I didn't know what was happening. I was so happy and so excited, because when I walked in, he set up like candles, a stuffed animal with roses on it, chocolates, it was so romantic. <laughs> oh, and then a gold rose. Oh, gold yeah. Rose. A rose gold. Yes, that's what it's called. A rose gold rose. Wow, I see now what you're struggling with. <laughs> but yeah, so with all that, so previous to the trip, right, her dad is a machine and that Joker just doesn't sleep, doesn't shut down for anything. So one of my buddies said, you just don't want to go with no sleep, right? So take this. He and uh, I had my brother was on TRT, testosterone replacement therapy, or, and uh, this guy was on a, a cycle of steroids and he said, hey, just take a shot of testosterone. It's not actually a steroid. Your body proves blah, 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 blah. So I got sold on the fact to do it. And I was like, and he told me it'd make me go without sleep. You know, like I would only have to sleep a couple hours a night and it'd give me a ton of energy. We did it. Guys, don't take testosterone shots behind a single wide trailer from somebody untrained, okay? I should have known. Alabama comes in. Yeah, like this was some Alabama stuff. Sure, I'm like, right now I'm sitting there going, should I do this? I'm behind a single wide trailer under a shade tree. Like we have shade tree mechanics. Now I'm with a shade tree doctor. And it's one of my close friends, but ended up, I got infected from the shots. Super bad. I had to get on a lot of rounds of antibiotics. Got a big doctor's bill from the hospital down there because I did go to the hospital on Valentine's Day. 
the only plus that was everybody else was out at dinner enjoying themselves, so there was no waiting line at the hospital. That was a plus. But yeah, so that's what was I was dealing with. And on my ride down, I drove like 11 hours from my house. And from sitting down on the injection site so long, a blood clot had formed, something happened, and it made me pass out while I was driving. So I was like so done with this. I haven't gotten a shot since then. That was like my third shot in my entire life. Before that thing, I'd gotten a Benadryl shot from a doctor. So. Are you serious? Yeah, like ever. Oh my God. Yeah, even taking blood and stuff. So yeah, if you're um if you're thinking about that, go see a doctor. Let a doctor prescribe to you or you know give you your injection because uh that was not an enjoyable learning curve. Yeah, no. So then we get he tells me like I'm going to the hospital. I am so happy because it's Valentine's Day and he did all these great things. I'm so happy to see him. And then I'm like, shit, like what do I do? Like we're not dating. Like I don't know what's wrong with you. You're acting like it's fine. Like, he was like, no, I'm just going to go check on it. I'm fine. You don't have to come. I was like, okay. Yeah, I was freaked out that I nearly died going 80 miles an hour down the interstate earlier. So, like, I was very serious about going to the hospital now. <laughs> so then I was like, okay. And I was like, do you want me to come? He's like, no. Like, you don't have to come. And I was like, okay, I feel like if you want me to come, I would, he would tell me. And then I'd go. But he told me no. So I was like, maybe he doesn't want me to see him, like, being so weak and I don't know a guy thing I don't know what's happening so I was like okay like you go and then he leaves and everyone is like cat why didn't you go with him like <laughs> what's wrong with you and I felt so guilty I was literally texting him every two minutes I didn't sleep that night so then I was like okay give me your key before he left give me your key I'll check up on you and then I decided I was gonna sleep in his room so that when he came back I was already there and he felt a little better but I was so freaked out. <laughs> yeah, and so like for the next week, what went from us supposed to be, you know, courting and we're finally, you know, creating this bond together, I'm snuggled up on a bed, not attending the event with an extreme fever, <laughs> taking, you know, vitamins and antibiotics and anything I can get inside of me to try to get rid of this because like I was swollen up all over my back. Cat was just taking care of me the entire time, which was actually ended up being a great statement for the beginning of our relationship because it really helped bond us. But it definitely, I felt dumb for doing that, for creating that. But maybe that's just the way it was supposed to work out. Yeah. And I mean, in a relationship, being able to be that vulnerable with one another and knowing that the other person's going to take care of you. Or being or... forced to be vulnerable like that. Yeah, you know? but like being in a weak position where you obviously need help and you don't, you have to ask for it, you can't not ask for it in that position. And I was willing to help you, I think helped us oh for sure it's like whenever uh you see two people that have a strong relationship a lot of times they went through a lot of turmoil early in their relationship or marriage whether it be finances children exes whatever it was going on you know that they had to work through together as one unit you know really creates a strong bond so that's so ours was an infected needle (laughs) (laughs) that was the beginning of it right so we've gone through some other crazy stuff since then too in this short amount of time so it's amazing uh how it all turns out, though. And, uh, so whenever you're going through some rough times, realize you may be getting a lot more benefit out of it than you see. And uh, unanswered prayers are are always there. So, Yeah. And then since then, so we were together for five days at that event. And then we were like, well, I don't want to leave you. And then he's like, I don't want to leave you either. So then I was like, should I just move in? And he's like, yeah. So... Moved in, moved all my shit from Connecticut to Alabama, and now I live with him and his nephew, Jaden. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's some fun stuff. It was amazing. I was just like, this was my plan all along. I just didn't know it'd be so easy to get here from like the New York City life 
down to where we live now inside our little 1500 square foot house on 40 acres with dogs around which she does put a towel on my couch before she sits down she says i'm dirty okay <laughs> i can clean the floors i can clean the counters i can't clean a couch that doesn't unzipper so i put a towel over it so that i don't <laughs> have to sit on whatever is on that couch i've seen dirty dogs on there they come back from being in the dark oh my and god just sit down we, and should, like, <laughs> we should post the video below this or something but so you know on tiktok my nephew was watching a video of where somebody poured baking soda inside the ketchup bottle then set it up for their girlfriend or whatever and it exploded on him well he was gonna set me up he goes to the bathroom. And I realize his phone's sitting there. And he's been gone for a minute. I'm like, Jaden, what are you doing, man? And uh, I hear this noise. <laughs> and it just starts spraying everywhere. And I don't know what's going on. He's going, help, help. <laughs> and it, he overpacked the ketchup bottle with baking soda and exploded into the bathroom and sprayed. Well, there's ketchup on the ceilings everywhere. And Kat was gone at this moment. She was back up visiting her parents. So this was the chaos we instilled. So there, she's got reasonable reasons why she wants to put a towel on the couch because there's no telling what we do whenever she's gone yeah it's disgusting so but other than that it's great i mean alabama is really just connecticut with an accent that's pretty much it and everyone says y'all every other yeah you get to walk outside piss off your porch blow something up and then go enjoy yourself you know it's just there's a lot more freedom there, right? So that's what we enjoy about it. That's what I enjoy about it. We're deciding now. We're actually uh, relocating, and my nephew's going to stay into the house we're in now. So we're deciding if we're going to move in towards the city, which our biggest city that we've got that we do business in is Huntsville, versus going towards like Gunnersville, where it's still classier. There's a lake there, a lot more uh, retiree-type people. So based on what type of lifestyle we're going to be uh, situating in. Although, whatever house we end up getting, we will only be there probably two weeks out of the month because we travel all the time. And this is the longest we've been home in a while. The next place that we're going is this coming Friday, we are going to Miami. Oh, yeah. You forgot. He forgot. I totally forgot. <laughs> but other than that, so, yeah, so we're happy. We work together now. and Yeah, so, so stay tuned with us because this scenery behind us, you're going to have to forgive us because where we're at at that moment is where this podcast is getting shot. Because whenever I find these people that can provide value to me and you guys out here watching, you guys and gals, then that's the spot that we're going to interview and right then we're going to host the podcast wherever we're at to make sure we get the content that we need from these guys to help everybody grow because there's a lot of amazing things that my life got to change from whenever I started traveling. If I would have stayed here inside my little town that has a population of le less than 500 people, I could have never scaled my business the way I have. My life wouldn't be the same. I wouldn't understand this hierarchy between you know men and women and all this stuff. So a lot of growth I've had is from traveling and I want to give that to you Maybe if you don't have the finances to travel yet, you can at least learn a lot of the things that I'm learning and travel with me. So that's my hopes with this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so stay tuned for more. We're going to be posting every single Friday. So we're going to be posting on our TikTok, our Instagram, and our YouTube. And we are super excited. So thanks. That's pretty much it. We don't have a catchy like closing line yet. What's some options? Y'all. Bye, y'all. Oh, my God. <laughs> good talk. Good talk. Good talk. Good talk. Yeah. Yeah. So that comes from, so that's something I say all the time. And I got repeatedly saying it to her dad. He would tell me something. And obviously, I was doing it wrong in some of my business or my life. And I'd be like, good talk. Good talk. And now their whole family says it. Now, every time somebody is like telling the other one they're wrong, they just end the conversation with good talk. <laughs> so, yeah. And we will see you guys next Friday. Deuces. <laughs>
See you guys. Appreciate you attending. Bye.